0: Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to Everything New York Giants. I'm your host, Adriana, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok. Now, I'm going to start doing two podcasts a week, so this is the second one this week. And what we'll do in this episode is preview the Giants-Cardinals game coming up on Sunday, talk about some matchups, what the Giants can do to win, and some key players to watch. So let's start with... Things that the Giants need to do to win. And listen, I am not uh, talking about anything outside the box here. We all know what they need to do to win. Outside of fixing the offensive line, which we'll talk about in a second, they need to clean up the mistakes, obviously. They gave Dallas at least 20 points, if not more, based on turnovers and stupid decisions. Now, I do think that those things will get cleaned up this week. Anyone who's been watching Giants football, especially in the last year, will know that we have not seen those types of mistakes from the team. Yes, we've seen an interception, we've seen a fumble, we've seen a blocked kick, even and we have also seen penalties like the false start. What we have not seen is them from star players like Andrew Thomas. He doesn't get false starts. We have not seen Graham Gunot miss field goals, especially easy field goals, ones that are much closer than let's say a 57 yarder. We have not seen block kicks return for touchdowns. We have not seen pick sixes. The list goes on. You know what I mean, but Fixing those up and cleaning those mistakes is absolutely going to help this team get a win on Sunday. And I think it's partially why the game got out of hand so quickly last weekend. So it's really what I want to see the team improve on. I know there are going to be some penalties here and there. This team is not perfect. We know that. But if we can get some of the rookies, guys like Tay Banks and Trey Hawkins, to not have those penalties that they got, which to be fair, the Trey Hawkins ones was definitely questionable, but you know, they got to know on what they can do to prevent those. So I definitely want to see all of that cleaned up. I am recording this prior to the injury report, so there could be some changes by the time Sunday rolls around based on who's actually playing. But speaking of Graham Gano and the kicking team... Graham has been limited this week with a right ankle injury, and that is, of course, the leg that he kicks with. So we will see. I feel optimistic, and I feel like Graham is going to end up playing. Um, Hopefully he doesn't have that much work to do on Sunday because the offense takes care of it for him, and maybe it'll just be some extra point attempts and things like that. So um, let's all hope that Graham Gano is going to be ready to go by the time Sunday rolls around. We got to talk about it, the offensive line. Now, the reality is, is that this team is not overhauling the offensive line overnight. They've been trying to do it for 10 years, and they still can't get it right. So having them have it fixed by Sunday is wildly unrealistic. So I know, I know, guys, we want it fixed, but it's probably not going to be. Likely what we're going to see is the same offensive line that we saw last week, depending on Andrew Thomas. If Andrew Thomas doesn't play, then we could be looking at Matt Pert or Joshua Zudu at left tackle. So, everyone say a prayer. Sable said that Azudu has been playing left tackle during preseason and during OTAs and camp and stuff. So, he does have limited experience there we'll see how it goes. I think we can all agree that when they tried to move some other players from guard to tackle, it has not worked out that well in their favor, but everyone's different. So again, let's say a prayer. Still waiting on the Andrew Thomas news. He's limited today. Dable said that he was a little bit better. I just am not feeling super optimistic about it. So we'll see how that goes when Sunday rolls around. But there are some things that they can do to help the line, especially at the right side. So let's assume for now, that the left side is good so we can focus on what they can do to fix the right line. They're going to use guys to help Neil and to help um, Glowinski at right guard and right tackle. So they'll probably do what they did last year. They'll bring Daniel Bellinger in, who's a wonderful blocker. Saquon was an incredible blocker last week. Um, He had like an 87% rating in pass blocking. So We will sure see some of that. Maybe he's going to be used a little bit more on the left side. I'm not advocating for Saquon to do a lot of blocking. We need him to run the ball. But I do think that if he's good at it and he knows what he's doing, and he obviously did a really good job last week, we might have to resort to that because there are not that many options right now. So we'll see what they decide, but I think the reality is more that they're going to bring an extra offensive lineman on the right side and they're going to use the tight ends to block. So be prepared to see a lot of Daniel Bellinger out there on the right side. And we know that Bellinger is a great blocker. So if that's what he's got to do to help this team win, by all means, let's do it and let's open up the passing game so Daniel or Darren Waller can catch some balls from Daniel Jones. So expect to see that some some different types of formations especially when it comes to the line on Sunday I think the reality is that that's going to be their best option because they're not bringing in a new right guard and right tackle overnight and they're certainly not bringing one in before Thursday night football so we'll see what happens maybe we'll get lucky and during the time between Thursday night and the Monday night Seattle game that will give them enough time to bring someone in and at least have a backup if Glowinski is looking bad or keep Glowinski in for the run blocking and someone else in for the pass blocking. I don't know guys, but I know that Joe Shane is working on it. I I feel very confident that he does not feel good about what he saw on Sunday and does not feel good that these five guys at the line are the answer. So he's going to work on bringing people in. So do not give up hope for that. Okay. We're going to, we're going to keep that going as uh, as good energy as we can because I think we all need it. So look for that on Sunday. Something else that I really want to see on Sunday, and I know a lot of us have, have had discussions about this, is stick with what works. I don't know about you guys. I'm having flashbacks to when Pat Shermer was here, when he would run the ball for three plays, they'd move the ball down the field, and all of a sudden he would change his mind and say, let's do the complete opposite and pass the ball and have no success. i I don't understand why kafka did that i think part of the reason was the game got out of hand quickly i get it we were down 16 nothing before you knew it but the first drive was beautiful they ran the ball excellent the run blocking was actually good compared to the pass blocking so i just want to see kafka and dable if dable needs to get in kafka's face and tell him to do that i think that is smarter than that. I don't expect him to go rogue and switch it up this week like he did last week, but I really want to see them just be consistent, whatever it is. If the pass blocking is magically amazing and the wide receivers look great, great. Pass the ball all they want, but they should only do that if it's working. When it gets to the point, hopefully midway through the season and the path walkings improved, and the wide receivers are killing it, and Jones is Danny Dimes like he has been, let's open up the passing game. Let's do it. But I think it's very obvious to all of us that this is not the time, and this is not the solution. So stick with the run game. Saquon looks good. Matt Breida looks good. Hell, maybe they'll even put Matt uh, Gary Brightwell in there. Um, but just stick to what works. Okay, you can put Eric Gray in there for all I care. Whoever is running the ball successfully, get them in there to run the ball and do what it takes to win. So I feel like that kind of covers it from an offensive standpoint. You know, they got to clean up the mistakes that goes for all across the board. Special teams, defense and offense got to clean up the mistakes. And they've got to do whatever they can to get this line serviceable. Bring in tight ends. Bring in running backs. Bring in literally anyone on this roster who can help block. Put them on the field. Um, And then be consistent. Do what works. Every single person that was on that field, maybe with the exception of Saquon, who I know had the interception. But I feel like you could put put some of the blame on Jones. He probably shouldn't have thrown that ball based on the way that the – was it Gilmore? I don't know. Whatever defender was that close to Saquon and was right about to blindside him. So everyone on the field needs to be better. That includes Daniel Jones. It includes Dable. It includes Kafka. Everyone. So I want to see them take it up a notch this week. Maybe 15 notches would be good. Um, But let's move over to the defense because the defense, believe it or not, and I feel like some people are talking about this but i know we all walked out of that game being like this team sucks from top to bottom and i get it i agree with you for the most part but there is a lot of talent on the defense and we did see some players do well guys like dexter lawrence look he didn't have sacks he didn't have 10 quarterback hits fine but he had a pretty good game all things considered so him and Leo are two guys that I need to see kick it up this weekend Josh Dobbs is not the most mobile quarterback and they do not have a great offensive line so there's no reason why between Kayvon Dexter Aziz Leo Isaiah Simmons Xavier McKinney I don't care Micah McFadden literally any one of you get to Josh Dobbs. You got to push through the front and you got to get there. We have the speed. We have the speed. So I they have to put pressure on Dobbs. He's been in the NFL for a long time. He was drafted in 2016, but he's been all over the NFL for a reason. He was with Pittsburgh, he was with um I think the Dolphins like he he's been all over the map. So he obviously has been all over for a reason. You know, Colt McCoy was a better quarterback than him. I don't know why they got rid of him, but we have that working to our advantage that our D-line has got to get pressure on him. And there's no reason why they shouldn't. So Dexter, Lee's, and K- Dexter Leo, and Kayvon are all healthy. I think Aziz is going to play. He's limited with a hamstring. He's always limited with a hamstring or an ankle or an elbow or a neck or something. Put the guy in the game. He's got to make plays. Like Enough is enough with the injury thing. He tweaked a hamstring in practice. I mean, I just... I love him. He's extremely talented, but the injuries thing drives me up a wall. So, enough. Get it together, get on the field. And when you're on the field, make plays. He's not probably going to play 100% of the snaps. Fine. Put Isaiah Simmons, put Jihad Ward, put someone else in there. But he's got to play and he's got to make plays when he's on the field. So, speaking of Aziz, his brother was drafted by the Cardinals. So, this is now the Ojalari Bowl. So, I want to walk out of it and say, Aziz had the better game. So get it together, Aziz. I love you, man, but you got to do more. So, so, okay, let's keep talking about this defense. So another guy that I'm really focused on, and I think that you guys should be focused on too, I think he's really going to have the opportunity to not only be an impact player in this game and in other games, but I think he really could be a key player that can help turn this thing around. And that's going to be Isaiah Simmons. And it's not only because he came from the Cardinals. He knows what the offense looks like. He knows what he's going against in practice every day. It's also because he's a really talented player and he fits Wink's system really well. And when he was in last week, he did okay. He told the media that he knows the whole playbook and he's ready to go. So that will probably be tested on Sunday. So let's hope that he unlike someone we know who's no longer a giant um, does really know the playbook and is going to execute on it on Sunday. So Simmons is going to be a guy that I'm really going to have both eyes focused on in this game, because like I said, Wink loves him. And Wink also said in the presser this week that he is going to turn Isaiah Simmons up a notch. He's going to get more snaps and he's going to be involved in this game. So let's see if, That trade that we made works out. And this would be a great opportunity against his former team to just do it and just do it well. So Isaiah Simmons, keep your eyes on him. Um, I want to go back to, to the rookie corners for a second. I know a lot of us were really concerned about them last week, of course. The Cowboys didn't pass the ball as much as we all expected them to, which is fine. Um, this is going to be a good opportunity for them to show us all what they've got and to see them take it a step forward. Banks is fast. He's got the speed. So is um, Hawkins. And they also have the size. So I think they're going to match up pretty well against their receivers. And look, we're not going against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and, you know, C.D. Lamb this week they're going against, I say we as if like I'm going to be on the field. Um, The Giants are going against guys like Marquise Goodwin and Zach Ertz. And we all know that the Giants cannot cover a tight end if their life depended on it. But this might be the week where they can change that narrative. And it could be the first step forward to them saying, maybe we can cover a tight end. Maybe. And we're going to start today. So between those two guys and Adoree Jackson, I really want to see them shut down Ertz. Like, They just have to. He's coming off an injury. Um, He's been in the league for a while. Yes, he's a great tight end, but, you know, Josh Dobbs is not Jalen Hurts. He's not Joe Burrow. You know, there, I think, are going to be some opportunities there for the defense to really not only get in Dobbs's face and kind of rattle him a little bit, but also have really good coverage on the receivers and the tight ends. So I'm really looking for that from them this week. So I think for the defense, I think that pretty much covers it. You know, they've got to put pressure on the quarterback. They've got to make big plays, um, you know, and they have to be able to stop the run. They did, honestly, a better job of it than I expected last week, all things considered, when it was the worst football execution play I've probably ever seen in my life. So um, the only way to go is up from here. So let's see them do it across the board, offense, defense, and special teams now that leads me to special teams. I think I need a little coffee for this one. So Thomas Nagehi, so all the coordinators, not all of them, but some of them spoke to the media on Thursday. And I get it. When the media spoke to the players and the coordinators, in the players and coordinators and coaches' mind, they've moved on. But what they don't get is we have not moved on, okay? I have been tortured all week by every single person I know, either in person, via my emails. One of my bosses emailed me and said, go Cowboys. I was like, I'm about to quit, okay? Like, I got one leg off the ledge here. Like, turn it down a notch. So McGee is asked like no less than five times in his presser about the blocked kick. And his only answer is, uh, we learned from the mistake, we watched the film and we've moved on. Really? Really? I get it. We we are not moved on. I can barely think about the Cardinals because all I can think about is 40 to nothing. We are the only team in the NFL that didn't score a single point last week. And one of them is because special teams is atrocious the frustration guys I know you can tell I'm as frustrated as you are if not more I do this for free and I am willing to come on here and talk about it which now I'm like maybe this was a bad idea unless this season turns around and Sunday's the day so I'm not gonna pretend to be a special teams coach I don't know what the answer is I mean they had shockingly I feel like the coverage on returns was not as bad as it has been. So I'm hoping that Cam Brown is back this week. Historically, he has been a decent special teamer. He's either been great or he's been not so great. He's coming off an injury, so it could go either way. Um, It's not a serious injury, but I am hoping that maybe with him back on the roster that he can really help uh, special teams, kick it up a notch, especially in the coverage. Um, one thing I don't want to see from special teams is Joshua Zudu out there. Just, what are you just stop? What are you doing? Don't do it from what I have seen at all of OTAs and training camp. And look, I wasn't there every single day. I have bad eyesight, even though I wear contacts, like was he out there with special teams? I don't know maybe he was maybe he wasn't but it certainly looked like he wasn't so i would like to see that change made move him around keep him on the bench i don't know but i don't really think that that special teams is the place for him so that that maybe could be a change that could be made um from a returner perspective Barely had any returns. Um, I'm fine with Gray and Brightwell back there. I think they're serviceable. I think we have bigger fish to fry. So, as long as they can hold on to the ball and run forward, it's fine with me. I'm fine with them catching it in the end zone. Call a fair catch, do what you need to do. Just hold on to the ball. I really like my expectations for special teams are minimal. Just do not fuck up. I mean, I I honestly didn't think that that was that much to ask for, but apparently I've been proven wrong. So, um, I just, I just want to see them improve like a little bit this week. Graham Gano, like I said, I think he's going to play. I think, you know, ideally the giants are going to score some touchdowns this week. So all he's going to have to do is kick an extra point versus having to worry about 50s plus yard field goals, which obviously are more straining on your leg and ankle. I'm sure that the um, medical staff is going to tape his ankle. I assume if you've ever been a kicker in the NFL, tell me in the comments, whether or no that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Um, they will do whatever they have to do, but I really think that Graham Gano is going to play and it'll be fine. Um, Jamie Gillen was averaging, I think, 50 yards a punt based on his three punts last week. so. I didn't really have major issue with him. I know last year he was totally hit or miss, but um, last week he was okay. So uh, let's let's see if that continues. But I don't – like I said, I mean, I'm not going to claim to be a special teams expert. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe it's a new coach. Maybe it's just we need more talent. Maybe it's both of those things. I'm sure it's a little bit of both. Um, I don't see them getting rid of T-Mac in the middle of the season. I think he will be here. I know they have a new assistant special teams coach. Who knows? Maybe they would get rid of T-Mac in the middle of the year and promote him. We'll find out. Um, Again, here, my bigger concern is the line. If we have a limited amount of money and roster spots, I would much rather bring in offensive linemen than I would rather bring in Special teams players so that can be an offseason project as far as I'm concerned. If we can control the ball and we can make plays on offense and defense, we shouldn't have to rely in theory so much on special teams to not ruin games for us so offensive events got to pick it up this week. So I'm going to round it out. These are my top five players to watch for the game on Sunday. And I think it's really up to them to be impact players. So I'm going to start with the defense this time because, um, like I said, you know, the defense was a little bit better, all things considered, compared to like how the whole team played. So um, obviously the rookie corners, you know, I I want to see Banks and Hawkins kick it up a notch. They did well last week, but in the NFL, you got to improve week to week the guys that they are going against on Sunday are very different than the players they are going against on Thursday against the Niners. So if they can come off this game on Sunday, feeling confident and feeling good, like they made some plays, they broke up some presses, they, you know, had big impact plays on third down and whatever, like that's what I need from these guys. So I'm expecting them to, to bring it up a little bit this week to level up. So I'm excited about them. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Um, And then of course, Isaiah Simmons, I know I already talked about him, but I think he's a guy that, really is going to be an impact player. I just think he is. He's the perfect fit for Wink. He's athletic. He's tall. He's big. He knows what he's doing. He's a smart football player. Got a good football IQ. This is the week. This is the week, man. I want to see him break out. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, obviously the line. I mean, you just, everyone on there has just got to be better. So I would say the bigger focus is with Evan Neal. He's not going against the defensive line that he went against last year. So I want this week to be a confidence builder for him. I mean, I know a lot of Giants fans are down on him and I get it. I'm kind of down on him too, but I just feel like this front office and the scouting department is significantly better and light years ahead of what they were in the past that I just refuse to believe that he is not going to be a good player. Maybe he's going to be a better guard and that's going to be what they do at the bye week or within the next week or so. Fine. But I just cannot believe that he's just not going to be a good lineman. I just, I'm not ready to believe that yet. You don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But I don't, I don't want to give up on him yet. He did a lot of work in this off season. We know Dallas is really good. He's got the opportunity Sunday to completely redeem himself in our eyes, in the coach's eyes, in everyone's eyes. Now's the time. I want to see it from Evan Neal. And last up on the offense, I want to talk about Matt Breida because we know that Saquon did well running. We No one's ever worried about Saquon. We're only worried about Saquon getting injured. So Matt Breida had some really good runs last week, and I expect this week that they are going to run the ball a lot until the line proves that they can pass block we are running the ball and we have good running backs. So I want to see them run well. That includes every single running back that's on that team, but Matt Breida looked good to me last week. And I want to see him expand upon that this week. He's probably going to get way more snaps to this week than he did last week. So I just want to see if he can, if he can take it up a notch, if he can score some points for this team, because God knows we need it. So Um, You know, I know a lot of us are kind of feeling like iffy going into this week, and uh, I am right there with you, but I do feel like the Giants have a big opportunity here to turn things around and to win this game, and there is no reason under the sun why they should not win. There's just no reason. None. There are no excuses. I don't care if Andrew Thomas doesn't play. Matt Pert has been on this team for three years. Joshua Azudu is not injured. Shane Lemieux is healthy. You got to be ready to go. I know no one is Andrew Thomas. I am not going to dispute that. But they have gotten a lot of playing time with the exception of Shane Lemieux. There's no excuses now. If you come in and you're going against this D-line, you better do your damn job and step up. Because we are all relying on you. Andrew Thomas included if he doesn't play. So everyone say a little prayer. And hope for the best but i really think the giants are going to come out of this with a win it better not be by a field goal it's got to be by a touchdown or more at the minimum um but i think they can do it so with that being said go giants let's bring back a little optimism And if you are on social media, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirl. I'm also on Twitter if you want to call it X, sure, uh, at NYG Fangirl. And then, of course, subscribe to the podcast and rate and review. And I will be back next week. Thanks for listening.